So I got a quick question for you, Slee. Why are your football prognostication picks salty? I don't understand. <laughs> Why it's are you football. so salty? No, it's because it's football. You know, every week you just you put your game face on and you go to work. So oh. what do you want it to be? You want it to I be. I don't know. I just know. was kind of curious why they're salty and not sweet. Why couldn't they be your sweet pigskin prognostication picks? I don't You're know. You're in football mode. You don't, you don't, right. you don't get on the football field on a Sunday and are sweet. Do, okay. do, you, do you ever feel like the world is conspiring to make you fail? There's just like every little thing that you turn around is like, yeah, that's trying to trip me up. That's trying yep. to get me. You ever have that feeling? Yeah, once a, once a week. Today's one of those days for me. You know, I mentioned it yesterday that I, I'm getting ready for an exam that I have to pass with some body chemistry things. That's right. So I'm trying to make some good Every commercial is either beer, pizza, or cheeseburgers, or tacos. And they all look amazing, and I feel like this is entrapment right now. I, I, I can't. I'm literally looking it's at a beer ultimate commercial test. right now. It's the ultimate test for you. By the way, I got it, faith in you. I got faith in you. You'll make it We'll happen. see. I, I, I don't like my chances when the commercials keep running like this. You should probably turn off the TV at this point. Travis and Slees brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And, Al, you know what happened yesterday for the first time in 11 days, nearly two weeks? Yeah, the Dodgers gained some ground. <laughs> yes. How about that? For the first time in 11 days, the Dodgers made up a game in the National League West. Padres beat the Giants. The Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks. And now they are just one and a half games behind San Francisco. San Francisco's getting started. They're going to start a game here in just a little bit. Yeah, 1245. Um, Yeah. And look, it'll be one or two going into the weekend. This feels inevitable, right? We're going to go down to the last weekend of the series with this, with the entire season hanging in the balance. Dodgers, by the way, play the Milwaukee Brewers the final series of the season, so that's not an easy matchup. But somebody's going to get shafted in this, and, and I get it. As a Dodger fan, I'd love to see the Giants get the short end of the stick, but it could just as easily be the Dodgers. Somebody's going to win 102, 103, 104 games and go into a one-game elimination against a team that could very easily beat them. I hate everything about that. So let, let's just take last night as a perfect example. Dodger fans are obviously paying attention. you got to take care of your own business. But, of course, you're scoreboard watching. You're curious, okay, how, how are the Giants and the Padres doing? Put your Dodger fandom to the side for a quick second. So the Giants had won nine games in a row, and this is part of baseball. You play 162 games. You lose one game against a Padres team that has not been playing well. Okay, that right. that happens. Yep. So go a step further. So now we're looking and saying, okay, well, the Dodgers are just a game and a half away from first place. Uh, we'll see what happens this afternoon. It's arguably the stupidest setup I've ever seen in sports <laughs> in the sense that you're going to have the Dodgers and the Giants who are in the same exact division have to potentially play a 163rd game to determine – just the division and then after that whoever loses is going to have to play 164th game to determine whether they're in the big dance in a in in a winner winner take all elimination game while you have teams like the Atlanta Braves who are 16 plus games worse than worse than the Dodgers that won't have to play in that 163rd (laughs) game and also won't have to play in that wild card game uh-huh. Help me understand this. Well, it's it's stupid is what it is. And as I'm watching the games last night, watching the Dodgers take care of Arizona, and look, Dodgers, the Dodgers are doing everything that you could ask. We, we, I got a lineup question that I'm going to hit you here with in a second. But 
they're winning. They went 6-0 and on their, on their road trip. The Dodgers are playing their best baseball of the season. They have been as good as anybody not named the San Francisco Giants since the beginning of August. But the fact of the matter is, I'm watching the game last night. I'm watching San Francisco lose to a Padres team, like you just said, has been terrible for the really for a couple of months now. Yeah, since the trade deadline, really. And Yeah, and mm-hmm. the Padres beat them. You look at the Dodgers losing Adam Wainwright the other night. The Dodgers lost two or three to the Colorado Rockies in a weekend series not that long ago. Baseball is meant to be played over the course of a series at least. And if you have somebody that is separated the way that the Dodgers have separated from the field in the wild card race, and by the way, this could easily be the Giants too. You're talking about a 17-game gap between the Dodgers and the Cardinals right now. The Dodgers should not have to play a game that's a one-and-done scenario. So here's the question. How do you fix it? And the way you fix it is you steal from the NBA. You say, okay, look, when there's this, if you're the top team, you get home court or home field, right? You, the, the, the second team, you got to come in there and beat them more than once. It can't be a one and done, one bad pitch, one bad swing, one bad hop, one bad call, and all of a sudden you're down the road because you had a bad bounce. It is a terrible way to eliminate what is going to be the second best team in baseball on a one-night deal. It's it's so bad and so random. They need to fix this. All right, let me let me just play this out. This is I, I let me dumb it down even more, okay? Go to MLB standings on ESPN. Just look at the National League. Top two teams, the Giants and the Dodgers. Both mm-hmm. both have clinched playoff berths. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee is next at 89 and 57. They're 6 games back from the Giants. They're four and a half back of the Dodgers. Then the Atlanta Braves, and then you start getting into these wild card teams, St. Louis and San Diego. So let me let me just say this again: the top two teams in the National League, one and two, already you know respectively have already de- have already earned a playoff berth. The scenario that you just played out is supposed to be the scenario like in the NBA. It's the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Those are the the last four teams in the playoff picture fighting for the final two spots. It's not like you're asking the second-best record in the Western Conference to take on the Memphis Grizzlies to then determine in a one-game playoff to determine whether the team with the second-best record should make the postseason. Explain this one to me. You are, and we've kind of gone through this a hundred different times. For somebody who's as passionate about baseball as you, as you know, obviously you are. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I cannot understand is why don't you just reseed this once you get into the playoffs? Like, what, what doesn't that just solve all these questions and then we're done? Yeah, it does. It, it absolutely. I, I'd be okay with that. Now, the flip side to that would be, and I'm okay with it, is it would you you would need to put an incentive on whoever is going to win the division, right? Because if the Dodgers and Giants. If we put it to this way, Al, if we're just going to reseed when this thing's over, yep. both the Dodgers and Giants would have their foot off the gas for the next month. They 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 wouldn't even bother. Okay, doing they anything. earned it. Uh, they earned right. it. No, no, they did. You're right. Uh-huh. But it it would also eliminate a lot of really good games down the stretch. A lot of fun. A lot of television ratings. All, all of those things. Right, but, that but that that's going to happen. That's going to happen in all sports. I mean, just think of the NFL. By the time you get to week now, I know there's 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 17 games. But think of just in in prior. No, there's that's a lot the risk. of a lot that, of teams don't play week 17 because they've sure. earned the opportunity to be healthy for the postseason. One one week in a football season is something, but if you the Dodgers and Giants they they could conceivably have stopped playing their guy not stop because it's baseball you're not going to stop playing but 
you would see every other night that Max Muncy's not playing. Every other night, Trey Turner gets a night. You know what I mean? It would just be a weird deal for the better part of a month as opposed to one weekend. It's it's a, just the, a volume of games thing. Here's a solution that I have, right? A little bit of basketball where you're asking the lower seed to have to beat the higher seed more than once, okay, in, in the play-in scenario. But let's say that let, let's say that just you get a season where the two wildcard teams are right next to each other. Play it straight up. Just play it straight up. Whoever had the better record by a game or two, you get the home field. Let's see what happens. Let's play it off. But for every five games of gap that you have, okay, five games, now you got to beat them once. At 10 games, you got to beat them twice. At 15, 20, the way that the Dodgers are, the Giants are right now, why not have to beat them three times? Did you buy yourself some cushion if you've separated from everywhere else? And I don't want to hear the argument, oh, that's baseball would never do that. We've played two seasons in a row where there's a runner on second base in the 10th inning to start. We can change it. We added a wild card when the Giants got hosed back in the early 90s. We're going to have to do something about this. If this goes the way that it is, baseball's best scenario is that they get lucky that the Dodgers or Giants beat their wild card opponent and they have an epic series in the first round in the divisional round of the National League. Anything short of that's a disaster, Al. A, a disaster. I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not uh, a genius, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and just look at the standings one more time and just explain to me why – the Dodgers or the San Francisco Giants are in a one-game playoff. I hear what you're saying. I hear you know some of the solutions that you're giving out. Just Atlanta has the fourth best record in uh, in the National League. St. Louis has the fifth best record in the National League. Why doesn't Atlanta just play St. Louis in a one-game playoff, <laughs> and whoever has the best record has home field for that one game, and you and you keep things moving? So, but at this point, so and why why aren't get rid why of the aren't divisions they, like basketball? Just get rid of them like they don't exist. Trav, I mean, because that's what you'd have to do, right? And well, I'm, to, I'm not saying no. I'm just asking yeah, the question. I, I'm I'm going to put it this way: if the Dodgers and the Giants are being penalized for having the two best records in Major League Baseball. And also playing in a division where they face each other 19 times and they went 10 and 9. Yeah. And on top of that, one of the wild card teams that's still in the race is the Padres, who have the sixth best record in the National League. Why are we penalizing the teams that have been most successful? Yeah, no, it's a great. I, I don't have a good answer for you. There is no good answer for you other than this is the way that it's always been, which is a terrible answer, which. Brings us to today's stat hero, hero of the day, and we're going to give it to a group. We're going to give it to the Dodgers starting pitchers, in particular the Dodgers starting pitchers since the beginning of August with Bueller, Scherzer, and Urias. How's 22-2? and two, That's okay. That's 22 okay. and two since the start of August. You saw Urias; he got his 18th win last night. That leads yeah. Major League Baseball. He's on track to get 20 potentially, but 22. You know what? You know what jumps out at me in 22 and two? What's that? Two. <laughs> that's the that's the part that we were just okay. Who had about. who had the losses? The Bueller two. has one. Bueller has. I think Urias has the other one because Scherzer hasn't lost since he's gotten. Yeah, that's right. He, no, Scherzer. He, yeah, it's it's got to be Julio along the way. It's the two because while twenty two and two is extraordinary, it's not mm. twenty four and zero. It's not, and, and we saw the Bueller one as a perfect example. It scares me to death. Twenty two and two is great, but the two is the number that keeps me up at night. 
Well, th- this is, um, you know, like you said, nothing's going to change this year. It is what it is. If if the if the Dodgers are in this position, I've said this before, it's going to be Dodgers and the Giants that face each other, and, and that's just because that's how good they are. I know the risk of what can happen in a wild card game. We already talked about how stupid that is. I'll, I'll throw something your way here, and I think you know, I, when I look at the teams that I root for, I'm not always paying attention to. Let, let me give a, a better example. If I can watch Yankees and the Red Sox, awesome. Like, if I could watch them in the playoffs, great. Great storylines. You and I can sit here together and we could talk about, man, this is a great matchup. Look at the atmosphere at Yankee Stadium. Look at the atmosphere atmosphere at Fenway. But I'm sure if you're the Yankees or the Red Sox, you don't really care whether you're fa- – you just want, how do I win? What's the, what's get, the best the way of getting yeah. – from an entertainment perspective – Dodgers Giants in the playoffs just seems like it should happen. It's supposed to happen and let those two just, you know, swing at each other in a five game set, which would be the first round. Do you want to see the Dodgers face like is it is it a sweeter no, feeling no, 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 to facing no, the Giants no, 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 no. to then get to the World Series and then eventually <laughs> win the whole thing? Is it does it taste sweeter? Do they put it on the trophy? Do they say the Dodgers are your 2021 World Series champions? And oh, by the way, they beat the Giants best out of five in the divisional round. Does, is that on the trophy or not? Can I give you an example? <laughs> I think this is a decent example. All right. And I know this is, it's different in a sense that this is going to be the first round. 2010 championship Lakers, and you mm-hmm. beat the Boston Celtics yep. as nerve wracking and awful and as stressful. I watch replays sometimes when that game's on Spectrum. I'm still stressed of that game. Like in the third quarter, I'm stressed. Right. So here's here's the, here's the bit most important. But compared question. to 2009 against Orlando, uh-huh. just you know that one was like okay, you won that one. It, it, it never have the allure as 2010. Emily put up a poll: Who's a bigger loser, Sliwa for watching ten-year-old Laker games or Travis for watching nine-year-old baseball games? Because we've both confessed to doing that in the last couple of days. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of Travis and Sliwa. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com/slash/seven-ten-ESPN for three hundred percent back on your first play. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can I add a layer to who's the biggest loser on that? where you're still cursing at the TV and you know the result and it was 10 years later. <laughs> yeah, that might give you a narrow lead. Fisher, you got to rotate on that. D. Fish, you got to rotate on that defense. Here's one how, for you. How the game was 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but he's got to move his feet. I mean, come on. What, what, what's going to happen? Really, you're really putting Bynum in right now. <laughs> All right, I have a very important question to ask you, a Dodger lineup question. that I, I, I said that this guy probably we'd never see him again. And he may have worked his way all the way back into the starting lineup. We'll talk about him next. No, no, Travis no. We got our sleep. spreads. We got our spreads. Oh, that's right. We got picks. Spreads that's right. coming up here. I was hoping that we could just go past that because the listeners won week one. But we got Hondo doing his guest picks. It's Travis and Slee against the spread against Hondo and the listeners. That's next. 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, so here's what we got going. Slee's going to pick his winners. I'm going to pick my winners. The guests are going to get a slot every single week. This week it is Hondo. Hondo, are you there? Are you ready to make your picks? I'm here and I'm ready to go, Trap. All right. Go ahead, Emily. Take it away. All right, our first game is going to be Rams at the Colts. The Rams are favored by four. Travis, what are your picks? The Rams. Can, can we look- can we explain, Trav? Just explain for the four being the excuse me, four, four being the, the best spread. bet. Just all the way down to one. One, the least confidence that you have. Right. The team that the, the game that you like the best, you put in the four spot, and then you go down. You want to collect points. Most points wins the week. With the question with the Rams, with the Rams giving four points on the road, right, always be wary of the home underdog. That's the, the phrasing. I don't care. Nobody looked better than the Rams looked on Sunday night against the Chicago Bears. That offense is explosive. Indy did not look good in their first game of the season. Give me the Rams. Put them all the way at the top at the number four spot. All right, Alan, you're up next. All right, Trav, uh, I think I should have gone first because you obviously saw my answers before I even put them out. Um, I agree with you. By the way, listen, you know, you kind of take road into account here. I don't think Colts are dangerous. I really don't. I think the Rams not only have something to prove, they're going to start rolling. Hopefully, Trav, they just don't look forward to week three like you were doing a couple days ago because we know that's going to be against Tom Brady in Tampa. This is, to me, the one out of these four games, I think the easiest to pick. I'll take Rams favored by four, and I'll use my uh, top notch on there as well. I'm going to put four points on this one. Hondo, right. who you got? Yep. Hondo, go. All right. Yes, I'm here. Uh, sorry, guys. I got to go a little different way. I got to go with my boy Jay's team, the Chiefs. They're going to go to my number one spot. Uh, no, hold, on, go hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me help you out here. We're doing, we're doing the Rams and All the right. Colts right now. Pick the winner of the Rams and the All Colts right. and give me where you want them one through four. Okay. Well, I want them two or uh, three, actually, because four is the highest. So I'm going to get that Rams game on, on my three slot here. There you go. All right. Emily, what's next? All right. Next game is the Raiders at the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by five and a half points. Alan, you're up first. Did anybody watch the Monday Night Football game? Anybody watch? They didn't. They didn't know their kicker. They didn't know where their kicker was, and they still, by the way, beat the Baltimore Ravens. They won. Yeah. They they started celebrating with a half yard away from the goal line in overtime. But let, let's kind of put all that away for or in regulation. So Raiders at Steelers. I'll go Steelers favored by the five and a half, and I'll go Steelers as my number three. Ooh. All right, Travis. Oh, sorry. No, this is Hondo up next. All right, Hondo. Who you got? Yeah. Yeah. I got to go with my Raiders to cover, and they may not win the game, but they're going to go across and cover. They're going to be my one, though. Okay, so we got Las Vegas and one for Hondo. I'm going to take the Steelers, but I don't love it. And one, they're given points, and but and even though they beat Buffalo a week ago, and Buffalo's one of the big teams that everybody thinks is going to come out of the AFC, and I think that they still might. 
the Steelers didn't look great. They won the game, so credit to them along the way. I'm going to take the Steelers, but I don't have a ton of confidence. I'm going to put them at the bottom, number one. All right, next game is going to be the Chiefs at the Ravens. The Chiefs are favored by three and a half points. Hundo, you're up first. Yes, this is where I will take my my boy Jay's team, the Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs, I missed the letter there. Uh, Chiefs are going to be that number four for me. They're going to go across and take care of the Ravens, no problem at all. All right, right. Travis. So I I, I like where Hondo is on that one. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. I think that they are still the best team in the NFL. I think that they still got the best quarterback. They got one of the best coaches. They pulled one out of their ear the other day against the Browns because that's what really good teams do. And the Ravens are banged up like crazy. You see, the, like Al just said, did you see the Monday night game? They, the other team couldn't find their kicker, and they still found a way to lose. The Raiders couldn't find their kicker, but one, I'm not buying Baltimore at all. Give me KC. Give it me. Give it to me at the three. All right, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be less confident in this one, but I will take the Chiefs as well. I actually think this will be a good game, Trav. I, I know we we're, we're kind of Baltimore more times than not, you know, very similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to win games. They're going to be competitive. They're well coached. Yes, they they looked um, they looked uh, incredibly disjointed uh, last week against the Raiders. I'll still take Chiefs favored by three and a half, but I'm only going to give this a two. Okay. All right. Our final game on the board is the Cowboys at the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by three. Travis, you're up first. Okay, so Al, this maybe you can answer this better than anybody else. The Chargers, despite the fact that they've relocated from San Diego to yep. Los Angeles, have still carried their Charger DNA with them. Mm-hmm. And the second you start to buy into the Chargers is when they'll Charger it up. Everybody was thrilled that the Chargers went on the road and beat football team last weekend. They look pretty good doing it. They got a real quarterback. Justin Herbert is the real deal. Love him. Home opener for the Chargers. All of these things lead me to believe that they're going to charger it up. Give me the Cowboys. I'll take the points. Number two. So it's funny how you set it up that way because there's going to be some expectation this weekend. Not much, but a little bit of expectation. Like you said, this is going to be their first uh, game here at SoFi Stadium. This is going to be a Cowboys home game. So don't don't get this twisted for one second that there's not going to be more Cowboy fans than uh, than than Charger fans. So I, 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 will, I will put it this way. Chargers are favored by three. I'm not confident because I'm not as good as good of a game as the Cowboys had against Tampa. Cowboys are also known to have a good performance and then follow it up with a bad performance next week. I'll take Cowboys in this one, but I'm only going to give it a one. There you go. Hondo. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, the Chargers to cover again, although it's going to be a, somewhat of a Cowboys home game. Uh, there's probably, the, the, the three points is, is a little bit too much for them to cover. Uh, that three is probably going to be three fights. Well, there is going to be three points covered. So I'll take uh, the Chargers. They're going to be my number two. Hopefully there isn't those fights. We need to keep it safe out here in L.A. Cowboys fans, Charger fans, let's represent right. I like it. Hondo, before we let you go, A, I like that you have material. That's what I'm looking for when you come on and do these picks. That's very good. Good for you. And do you feel a little pressure knowing that Starfish and Coffee won the week for the listeners last week? What sort of pressure are you feeling? Well, there's a little pressure, especially since you wanted to slip past the peak, uh, the picks this week uh, because you lost last week. So a little pressure to keep it up for the fans. We want the fans to keep the pressure on you guys and keep you guys up to speed. So there's a little pressure, but we got some confidence with a lot of local teams here, especially my Raiders. We're going to go do it. 
You got it, Hondo. Thanks for participating. And Slee, I think he had it wrong. He said, I lost. You actually lost. You finished with only five points. I hit six. So Right. You no, no, no. Listen, uh, if uh, the Giants lost yesterday, they're going to take their point total in this series all, so the far. Their baseball, runs total. Points. Run total <laughs> in this series versus the uh, the Padres. And they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna sleep well last night knowing that even though they lost, they have more runs scored over the first three the, the, games the of the series. The Rockies won the first game of the season. Therefore, they win the championship and we'll Start it all over again in game number two. 162 world champions in Alan Sleewood's world. That's no, fine. keep just keep adding how many runs teams scored, not, not how runs. many wins they have. Not runs. This isn't a game. This is this is a cumulative game. Look, we're gonna keep it both ways. I'm gonna win both ways, so it doesn't matter. It's all good, and I can have two championship belts instead of one. Here's a good one for you. Yeah. You gonna play Gavin Lux in the playoffs? You you gonna you gonna put him in left field because here here here's the is everyone healthy. Po- Cold hard facts. He's hitting. Mm-hmm. He, he's been hitting. Cody, I don't even want to get into it. He's still not. Okay. A.J. Pollock's hurt. Chris Taylor's hurt. We're getting near the beginning of it. We're getting near the start of the playoffs. Gavin Lux is on roller skates in left field. It's absolutely unbelievable how bad he is in left field, but he's getting hits. What do you do? Well, I – I think the the main question is very AJ Pollock, Chris Taylor, if they're healthy, I don't think he's going to get many opportunities out there, right? Because you're already getting that with those two players, and they're competent in left field. They can actually play the position. Um, are they healthy or no? Let's say they are. No, then he's not going to get opportunities, right? Like you, you just can't get up. The only question then becomes, what kind of opportunities is Bellinger going to get? Because Bellinger is going to give you what you need in the outfield as far as defense goes. Gavin Lux is pretty much a polar opposite. He's going to give you a good. He's going to give you opportunities with a good bat where Bellinger can't do anything with his bat. But he's actually going to play. Um, one guy can actually play defense. The other guy can play offense. Well, okay. How about this? What's more of a priority come in the postseason? You want Bellinger out there that's going to play fantastic defense, but he can't get you a hit if, if his life depended on it. Or Lux, who's going to give you, you know, you're a little uneasy with him in the outfield, but he's actually a threat with a bat. Look, this is why you have a math guy like Andrew Friedman who can probably give you an exact number of why offense is more important than defense or or the opposite, depending on what the answer is. Mm -hmm. But here it is. Here it is. I think I play Cody Bellinger as weird as it sounds because his defense. You're a belly guy. You're a belly guy. You want belly. (laughs) That's me. You want, That's me. Huge you want belly, belly whether Pollock is healthy, whether Taylor's – it doesn't matter to you. It He can hit home runs. And I, I'm, look, if all if everybody's healthy, it's easy. It's Chris Taylor and it's A.J. Pollock, yep. right? Yep. Because those are, the, those are the two best options right there. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think you're going to see a lot of Cody Bellinger in the playoffs. But if it's Bellinger or Lux talking about that third spot, it's Bellinger. His defense is too and, – and if Gavin Lux were hitting like Trey Turner, fine. But he's just hitting relative to Cody Bellinger, who's batting a buck fifty-eight or one sixty-two or whatever he's at. Lux is hitting like two thirty. It's not like he's tearing the cover off the ball. Sure. Yeah. So it, I think it, I think that's the answer. The the comp is when you're comparing it to Bellinger, anyone's going to look good. But if, if you're comparing it to some of these other batters for the Dodgers, obviously it's a different type of comp. All right. AD top five player. Not according to everybody, including some former uh, NBA guys as well. That's coming up in a bit. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. We're we're going to iron on some of that. You know what I'm going to do, Salih? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be do a little Dennis Schroeder and just kind of lean into it because that was a little rough. We're going to do better. We're going to figure it out. We're going to smooth those edges off a little bit, make sure that the uh, that the, nope. the listener portion is a little little more smooth, that you're a little more smooth, that I'm a little more smooth. We, we're going we're gonna to take care of it because that, I, I, that I was don't frankly think, terrible. I don't think it could have gone any better. Um, <laughs> now, granted, you might look at it and say this looked like the ending of the – uh, Baltimore and Raiders game <laughs> where we couldn't find the kicker. We had no idea what was going on. An interception at the goal line, a false uh-huh. start, right, you know, half a yard away from the end zone. Um, I'm going to tell you that that week two performance on our part was as good as week 16, week 17 going into the postseason. That was holding penalties and interceptions and lost kickers and any other football analogy that you want to throw into that. Okay, let's let's pretend that never happened and keep it moving. <laughs> Richard Jefferson was talking about AD, and he's he, he makes the distinction, I think it's a good distinction, about the difference between being a top-five talent and being a top-five player. Take a listen to RJ here. But no one calls him a top five player. They call him a top five talent. A top five talent is one of the most disrespectful things. The reason why I call you a top five talent and not a top five player is because top five players do it every single night. And they impact the game, not just with their numbers at the end of the game. They impact their game where you're like, dude, that dude was a monster. Mm -hmm. That's what top five, Giannis, Steph, Braun, James, Mm -hmm. KD. That's what those dudes do. Okay, so Trav, first thing, first thing, kind of comes to mind. By the way, I'll throw this out because I know there's always at any given time a ton of Laker fans that are listening. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Do you agree with Richard Jefferson that Anthony Davis is a top five talent, but he's not a top five player? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Trav, I'll tell you this: if the Lakers are going to win championship number eighteen, and it's going to come this year, and it's going to come with LeBron James, who will be 37 years old this upcoming December, mm-hmm. if it's going to come with Russell Westbrook, someone like yourself wonders, hey, yes, I know this guy is a triple-double every game, but is that the right fit for what this team has? Right. If Lakers are going to win championship number 18, I've said it and I'll continue to say it, AD is the most important player. And, and to me, I, I don't hesitate. It's not even a question. He's the most important player. If he's a top-five player this year, as in – Every single night, it's not a question of, 
Well, where was AD tonight? No, it's AD. Damn, AD again, huh? 32-12 and 12 with three block shots. You see Anthony Davis, the way he locked up Giannis in that game against Milwaukee on the road. Did you see Anthony Davis when the Lakers needed a couple stops? He actually went up against Kevin Durant and said, let me take care of some business here. Did you see Anthony Davis play the five for the Lakers for the last four games in a row and played the five position? If the Lakers get championship number 18, he has to not be the potential or the talent of being a top five player. He has to be a top five player. You, everything you said is true. I, I don't have anything to add to that, but why the way that you just said it is why Richard Jefferson is right. Because there's still that question. This is not a kid player. This is not uh, Trey Young coming into the league who's had a couple of seasons and is figuring it out and is getting a little better each and every season and is showing all of the right moves, but he's not quite there yet, but he has the talent to get there. Anthony Davis is 28 years old. Anthony Davis has played in the NBA for nine years. Okay, this is as close to a finished product as you're going to find. That doesn't mean he can't get better. That doesn't mean he can't tweak some you know parts of his game here or there. But everything that you just laid out is why that's the, the right answer. He's a top-five talent that is not a top-five player because he doesn't do, – what takes a guy from being really talented to being amazing is you know exactly what you're going to get every time. That doesn't make you – Anything other than a guy with talent, if it's always followed with, hey, you know what? What what are we going to get tonight? Has, has you, Do you think a Portland Trailblazer fan has ever gone into a big game saying, I wonder which version of Dame we're going to get tonight? No. He might not play well. He might not shoot the ball well. The ball may not go into the hoop. But you, may, you, you know exactly what you're going to get. LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Can they have a bad game? Yeah. Do they just disappear? No. Well, AD does. There's also there. You know, I think the Damian Lillard one is an interesting. That that's an interesting example there because I don't think Dame's a top five player in the NBA. I don't either. I don't. Okay. I don't either. But I I think that you you know what Damian Lillard needs in his career. You know what he needs. Hmm. He's play with a guy like Anthony Davis, right? That he never has. And and Damian Lillard is in a spot and in a position where he has to be the best player on the floor every single night. Uh, let me paint the picture of what Anthony Davis, what he gets this upcoming season, okay? He gets LeBron James again, who any given night can dish out 10, 11 assists. He, he kind of, he's the quarterback. Sure. He gets Russell Westbrook, who not only is a threat, I could get to the basket, I could do some pick and roll, but I can also drop 10, 12 assists, and Russell Westbrook's never had a guy like Anthony Davis that he can throw the ball to. KD is a different type of player, so I... I KD is, you know, arguably the best player in the NBA, but his style is going to be different. AD's a true post-up player. Mm-hmm. You know who else Anthony Davis gets this season? Anthony Davis also gets Rondo, another guy that can give him the ball. You know what else AD gets this season? He gets Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee – or. Uh, Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan <laughs> right. that can both play, McGee, <laughs> both play the center position. Both play the center position. Traffic, he's got everything in front of him. So that's why this is the year as you're walking into your prime – that we should not have a conversation at any given point this season that we're not saying top five players in the NBA. Okay, well, AD is a lock. Let's move on. That's what it has to be. Yeah, but it's ten years, Al. I mean, how how how? I mean, how much longer are we going to keep but, having but the you, same story? That championship, that championship run. I, I I thought there were many moments he was top five player in the NBA. He, I really absolutely. do. No, no, no. That's not the question. Isn't does he play like a top five player frequently? The answer to that is absolutely he does. He's seven feet tall. He was unstoppable he, in the playoffs. Uh, yes, of course mm-hmm. he was. Both sides of the floor. But there were also moments in that run and in the the most recent season where you're like, dude, you're going to do something about this. Part of it's injury, which is 
both in his control and out of his control. It's a little bit of luck. It's a little bit of prep. It's a little bit of both. But this is a conversation that we've been having for four or five years, both in, in, in New Orleans and here in Los Angeles. And if the if it keeps popping up, then it's not going to go away. Let's try a phone call here. Answer to your question now. Let's go to Ruben in East L.A. Ruben, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how's it going, on, guys? Um, going good. What's going on, Ruben? Is that right. He has glass legs. He's not going to be able to do it through, through the whole season. He gets hurt. He's inconsistent. All right, thanks, Ruben. That's Ruben on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. I, I think I heard glass legs. I think I heard inconsistent. I, I was catching like every fifth word. Look, at some you know, point, you, can, can I just it say, is Travis, what it is. Travis, the, the one thing you mentioned about New Orleans, right, like when he, you're saying that, okay, he's nine seasons in, and this is a conversation we have in New Orleans. I, I think everything in New Orleans I don't pay that much attention to. When I say mm-hmm. I don't pay that much attention, you got to have help. You have to. So you can't just do it on your own. By the way, LeBron, there were times he was doing stuff on his own. LeBron's going to go down as the top LeBron's three ever to play. To everybody. He's an Exactly. To so let's not compare him to the LeBron James of the world. As great as Steph Curry is, Steph, you took Clay out of that lineup, and obviously KD had moved on. They were fighting for a playoff berth. You got to have help. So I, I, I don't question when we bring up the conversation about AD, but the point I'm making is everything is there for him, right? Like every, if he needs somebody to pass him the ball, he's got three guys that can do it. If he needs some help so he doesn't have to play the five, he's got other guys that can do it. Everything is kind of advantageous to Anthony Davis. It's been that way for a while, though, and I get it. I, the, the, the time with the Lakers is more meaningful than the time in New Orleans. I, I'll grant you that. But really great players. I'm not saying you have to be LeBron James, but you look around with what Giannis was able to do. You look around with what Embiid is able to do. There, there are, there's a difference between guys that just fade in and out, and Anthony Davis does. When, when he's faded in, there's nobody better. He, look, when, when Anthony Davis is at his very best, he might not even be top five. He might be top three. He, he's that good. But when he fades out, we're talking top 10, top 12, top 15. There's no other player that has that variance. There's no other player that, hey, when he's at his best, he's the third best player in the league. When he's kind of nowhere, he's 29th. There's no other guy on this list that is that. They're all kind of within two or three spots between their best day and their worst day, their best week and their worst week. The, it's the variance with AD that's so frustrating because the, the highs – are unbelievable, but the lows are just – It's just got to be more consistent. That's Absolutely. it. It's just got to be just got to be more consistent. You want to squeeze in one more call here? We got Ferris and Chino Hills. You're on the Dr. Pepper call line. What's going on, Ferris? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Thank you. All right, so my take is this. I understand that AD's got to step up more, got to be more impactful. That's what I think. Statistically-wise, I don't think we're looking for AD to – and I was hearing you, I think, oh, like, oh, you know, 32 points, 13 rebounds a night. I don't think we're going to get that type of AD, and I don't think we need to. We Because the way I look at it is, yeah, you guys mentioned Westbrook dishes out 11 assists, but Westbrook's still going to get his 20 points. LeBron's still LeBron. He still want to get his 23, 24 points. And don't forget, we got Carmelo, and Carmelo's a shoot-first type of player. So I think if everybody steps up, he's going to be impactful just giving us that 23 a game, 11 rebounds. I think with me – it's like what you just mentioned. I want to see AD be healthy and impactful in other things than just scoring on the game, just like making the big shots, doing the post moves, doing the key things that actually help us win the game. I'm not uh, you know, be the MVP and giving us 30 points and 15 rebounds. That would be nice, but 
I'm not looking for that, especially with all the players we just added with a lot of scorers too. Yeah. So that's just my take on it, guys. Appreciate it, Ferris. Thank you. I, I, I think you're you're getting close to my thought on this, Ferris, which is this. And, and now tell me what you think about this. Okay. I don't think it's a stats thing with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. His stats are always going to be good. His points per game, his rebounds per game, his blocks, his his stats. He's an all-star player if you're Absolutely. just looking at the back of his mm-hmm. basketball card. Okay, It's a presence thing. It's a, it's a presence on the game. It's an impact on the game in an almost intangible way. And, and like you said, I, I am not the most enthusiastic Russell Westbrook acquisition fan. I like Russell Westbrook as a player. I just don't know about the fit here. Time will tell. There's never a time where Russ's presence isn't felt in a game. Never. He, he's, he is out there playing, like John says. He plays like his hair's on fire. He goes 100 miles an hour. It's a video game out there. You know Russell Westbrook's on the court at all times. And that's really good. His presence on the game is palpable. Anthony Davis's isn't. I want his presence to be palpable almost every single night. I don't need him to score X amount of points, block X amount of shots. That'll happen. He's that good. I need his presence to be more consistent. Well, and, and I think, you know, I hope I'm not coming off as somebody trying to make it sound like Anthony Davis is going to go stat chasing. No, I don't care about that. Nobody cares about that. It's just he's so freaking good and he's so dominant that he gets 32 and 13 with three blocks because it's just another night at, at the office. It's just I rolled up my sleeves and I'm so damn good on both sides of the ball that when I'm on the floor, this just naturally happens, not while well, I'm trying to pad my stats or I'm trying to do this or try to do that because that certainly would be the, wouldn't be the angle. And I get that there's that much more help to the Lakers, which might take some of his stats down, but I don't think his impact is going to go down. I think his impact's got to go up. So we're talking about this in a, in a roundabout way. Let, let's, put a, let's put a button on it. Mm-hmm. Is this a physical issue that's predicated by health or lack thereof? Or is this a between-the-ears issue, like a, a mental thing where you are present mentally every single night? Is the reason he kind of fades in and out a physical issue or a mental one? I, I think health, no question about it, has a lot to do with it. And then I th- also think, you know, in the NBA in today's world, there is a strategy of we got 82 games. You got this long grind, and then you're going to get to the playoffs. And Michael used to always say in the Showtime era, the way Magic and Kareem and these guys took time off, they blew you out in the first three quarters. That was yeah. their load management. They sat in the fourth quarter. The NBA is just different now. So I think it, they also look at it different. They don't – most people today aren't saying, hey, you got to play every game over an 82-game span and then, you know, shoot everything you got before yeah. you even get to the playoffs. I think there's a strategy there. No, I'm not talking load management. I'm, I'm talking because here's what I mean. If he has a sprained ankle just to pick an injury and he doesn't play well, okay, fine. He had a sprained ankle. It's hard to play in a sprained ankle. I get it. What I don't want to see is he doesn't play well, and then the questions come after the game. Oh, don't worry. Next time I'll be great. And then he's great, which means he made a decision not to be great the night before. It's why, why do we need that constant, don't worry, it's not going to come. I'm not talking about him rebounding from an injury yep. or taking a night off. Yep. If he wants to take a night off, fine. That's like you said, modern NBA, no big deal. It's the, hey, um, three quarters went by, and we didn't even know you were out there. Don't worry, it won't happen tomorrow. Well, why did it happen the first time? Can That's I give you an I'm example? Can I give you an example? Because we had, we had this uh, leading up to the postseason where he had a bad game against the Warriors in that play-in game, and then he had a bad game one against the Phoenix Suns, and then he was fantastic game two and three. I think sometimes, you know what it also is, Trav? It's 
you're trying to make the right play. And you know what? The defense was double teaming me, so then I, I know that I just have to make the right play and kick it out. I think what you want to see, what I want to see, what Laker fans want to see is I don't care what they're trying to do against me. I'm unstoppable. Nobody's going to stop me. I don't care if you throw a double team at me. Every single night, you don't have an answer for me, and I think that comes up a lot with Laker fans. Coming up next, Al, the dump. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Chris, Chris will always Chris. If it's not about my right hand, it's about tastes and everything else. We'll just, we'll just, you know what we do? We got to get Chris on tomorrow, maybe to talk about the many saints of Newark. He is the number one Sopranos fan that we have here. I want to know if he's in the theater or he's in uh, his well, living room. You, you also threw something there, the right hand thing. You know what that's coming from? Yesterday, talking about the better hand to carry the beer in, the uh-huh. left or the right. And I said, you got to go left because you could still use your right hand to do things. Yeah, but what I'm going to spill my, I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to spill the beer. I want. I want to. I want to make sure that every drop of the beer is well maintained. That it's That's it's in my yeah, firm grasp. Let's go to the dumps, Lee. Mike Trout is done for the season. That, according to Joe Madden, the Angels manager, he mm-hmm. says he does not see Mike Trout coming back. That's a shame because we're getting in that point where Mike Trout's been in the league ten years. He's still one of the best players, but this is the first time in his career where the entire year, more or less, has gone by the board. Yeah, what, what's more of a shame is, um, and we've we've hit on this a couple of different times, when's the last time you, you, know, you spent time talking about Shohei Otani? And I mention that because these are two players on a franchise that's irrelevant, and unfortunately, um, us not seeing Mike Trout in October now add Otani to the mix, that's the unfortunate part. Uh, hopefully he's ready and good to go for next season. Okay, so I'm really curious if you're into this because I am 100% in. I'll uh-huh. buy a ticket. I'd yep. prefer someone give me, give me one. But yep. NASCAR is planning on doing a short track race inside the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Yes, the place where USC plays football. NASCAR coming into the Coliseum, absolutely I'm all in. How about you, Al? Have you ever been? Have you ever been to a NASCAR race? A few, yeah. They're really okay. fun. Right, I'm yeah, not a huge NASCAR fan. Like, I don't yep. follow it super closely, but the races are super fun. I've been to one in Fontana, right? That's one of the races. Actually, that's one that Jimmy Johnson won. Mm-hmm. Um, cool event, cool experience. I did it. I don't know if I need to do it again, even though this is very unique because it's going to be at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, you buy the tickets and buy me a beer, I'm in. Are you okay, done. And I you got to pay that. for parking. you got to pay Here, for parking, too. Here's the thing. Sports has gotten really good at stunts. Here's what I mean. The corn game between the White Sox and the Yankees, that was awesome. It was a stunt. It was goofy, but it was awesome, right? You know what's been one of the most surreal, fun, weird, bizarre things I've ever been into in my life? I went to that Kings and Ducks game at Dodger Stadium a few mm. years ago. Mm. And, and and here's the scene. This is not some weird dream after having too much to eat before you go to bed. There's a hockey game being played on the infield at Dodger Stadium. In front of 50,000 people outside it's amazing. In, in Southern California, mm-hmm. and in right field, there's a KISS concert. And in left field, there's a beach volleyball court where people are playing. And Wayne Gretzky is walking in from center field. And there's Bob Miller, and there's Vin Scully introducing every- – I mean, it was just like, what, what in the world am I looking at? And you know what else it was? It was incredibly awesome. It was the most fun – the most interesting thing that I've been to, and I've been to a lot of cool stuff. I'm very spoiled when it comes to that. But anything that's kind of stunty, like putting a NASCAR race in the Coliseum, I'm all for that. Okay, so there's a, a perfect example you give at Dodger Stadium, um, the Kings and uh, and the Ducks. 
that worked, and that it worked great. I'm going to give you one on the opposite side. Okay. Conceptually, this was one of the best ideas I've ever heard of. San Diego has uh, right on the harbor there the USS Midway. Okay. Right. This is an aircraft carrier. I've it, done that it, tour. It's cool. Okay. College basketball decided we are going to play a college basketball game on the USS Midway. Seems San Diego like State idea. University versus Syracuse. <laughs> Two solid Ooh, basketball nice. programs. Sure. This is a good game. I think both teams were ranked. Okay. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I got to get to this game. And I did. I went to the game. <laughs> and I'm there, and the vibe is awesome, and it's, you know, so cool. You're literally – the your view is the water. You're in San Diego, California. It's amazing. And then the game starts. <laughs> and I'm like, um, a little windy, guys. A little windy right now. Uh, I don't know if you want to kind of start soon some some jumpers here. Let's uh, probably just kind of keep the game down low. It, it, it's comical because San Diego State was a three-point shooting team. Trap, uh-huh. you take a, a 20-footer on the USS Midway aircraft carrier in a basketball game. In a wind tunnel. You, you got you – sh- it should be a point just hitting the rim. And, Concept oh, was way, great. The execution didn't exactly work out. And it's a boat. It moves. Like <laughs> the, the, the actual floor itself is moving a little bit along the way. All right. Uh, Grant Hill, named the director of USA Basketball. Couldn't love that anymore. What a perfect choice. Yeah, doesn't it seem like that's just, you know, sometimes somebody will make a decision. It's whatever. It could be a league. And you're like, oh, really this? Or it's this name again? That one, I don't think anybody has any hesitation on. It just feels like it's right. No, he, he he's a perfect mix of he's been out of the league long enough that he's got some perspective, but he's recent enough that he understands exactly what modern yeah. basketball is. It's, it's just a fantastic choice. Good luck to Grant Hill in, in putting that team together. Where do they find the pod, Slee? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search uh, Travis and Slee. Well, you get all three hours now from 9.55 to uh, 12.55. ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. Okay, that's how you do that. We're going to be back tomorrow, 9.55. We got you for all three hours, like Al just said. Mason in Ireland is coming up next, and I'm going to win the football picks this week.